All right, so I'd just like to welcome everybody back to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. And when you get to sit down with some ECU folks, man, it's always a good time. But more so, when you get to sit down with somebody who was just excited to have the interview as you like, I'm, I'm hyped for this. And the main reason being is just because. So I actually hit my man Deuce. I hit him up in the DMs like, I want to say earlier this week, depending on when this interview dropped, but earlier this month or something like that. But basically was telling him, yo, like, you know, interested, like, let's make it happen. Like, I've been following him. I don't I listen to the music, all of that. Kind of already gave away what he do, but we're going to get into that. But no, as soon as I hit him, he replied back to me and said, oh, I've been waiting on you, bro. Like, I was, I, he said, no, he said, no cap. I was waiting on you, bro. To hit me. I said, dog, like, that just got me, you know, very excited. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I love a vision. I love what I do. I love, you know, being able to sit down with people and really hear their stories. But I love when people are just as tuned in because what that basically told me was that he's tapped into the podcast. He's been watching. He, he shows love. So I already knew that. But the fact that, you know, he was waiting to really be a part of the vision. That means a lot to me, man. So I'm, I'm very glad to be sitting down with Deuce today, man. Very glad to him to give y'all everything he got. So, bro, how you doing today, man? I'm good, man. I'm good out here, up here with my family, fit me. Gonna spend the holidays with them. Yeah. yeah, like you were saying, man, like I've been following the podcast, listening, watching it. Everything you do, I think is great. So, you know, I've been showing love, watching, just like waiting, like, yeah. Cause I be, I be watching you show love too. So I'm like, all right, eventually he gonna hit me up. He gonna get me on this podcast. So, you know, I'm just waiting on it. So when you came through, I was like, yes, sir, let's get it. <laughs> Come on now, God don't make no mistakes, man. It's time and it's everything. Like I said, bro, I really do. I really do love what you do. I definitely do wish I got caught on to you earlier in your journey, but I love the, you know, I feel like I hit you right at the perfect spot. I hit you, you know, you, you're different to me, bro. And I'm very excited, you know, to really pick your brain a little bit to really get into it because I never really had to sit down with you, bro. You know, I definitely yeah. knew you at ECU, knew what you did. We knew each other in past and then just different events and things like mm -hmm. that. But never really got to, you know, politic on this type of level. So very excited yeah. for that. So for the people out there, you know, I got the IG live on. I got people who are going to be tapping in both visually and both via the audio. Can you just, one, tell us a little bit about yourself? And then, two, what brings you on the uh, Down to Business podcast today? So my name is Deuce. I'm like 22 years old now. I go to ECU. I'm from a small town, Scotland Lake, North Carolina. Really small. A lot of people never even heard of it every time I say it. So I usually say something like Rocky Mount. But, um, yeah, I study communications at ECU right now. In my senior year, I should be graduating in the spring what bring me here like well everyone like most people know i rap i do music i've been doing that for like five six years um i do tattoos now so you know just a real creative artistic person i love people i love getting out in the community stuff like that reason why i started smiling like that my ill yo as soon as you it's crazy because i have probably never heard of scotland neck north carolina but you know the trend on social media right now they saying what's the city on your birth certificate like post the yeah. you know they doing all these my lb literally posted that and bro it, he don't even know that it had me weak but it had me weak because it was just like at first i thought it was like international like scotland neck i'm like yo, where is that at but then i know my lb repped it too far hard so as soon as you said scotland neck, he, he dropped in the <laughs> he dropped in the comments he said scotland neck stand up so you definitely got some love hey you got Another 252 uh, Diddy over here too. So yeah, you definitely yeah. got some love from the 252 man. One of my yeah. boys, my closest boys, he from uh he from a hosky. So I, I know a little bit about uh Rono Rap, his murder mile, a little bit of all of that, man. He definitely all took me back to that hood a couple of times. So yeah, y'all got so y'all got the culture out there, man. So shout out to y'all. So okay, I just heard five to six years you've been doing music. So definitely want to dive into that first and foremost. Okay, so you said the funny part too, he said I'm like 22 now, y'all. So he, he about 22. It's coming in between there, but not. Nah. So you said five to six years. So that's really you know like late teenage, almost kind of getting into the the 20 something. So what really? How did you really get your start? Five to six years ago, what were you doing? What really sparked your interest? How did you become? So like I remember like 
I always been like poetic, you feel me? Like I was writing poems since like elementary. But like I took a, a big break from writing poems and I don't remember writing until I got back in like high school by my senior year, I started picking it back up. And then like right before I went off to college, I came, I stayed out with my aunt and my cousins, they was doing it. So like they was rapping, they was hitting the studio heavy. And like that whole summer I'm with them and I'm just hitting the studio with them like every day. And I'm just like, yo, I, I can do this, you know what I'm saying? So came back from the studio one time, wrote a song, I'm like, oh yeah, this shit hard. Like, I can do this and just never looked back for real, just kept going. So being where you're from, being from the two five, like, you know, being from really such a close knit community and everything like that, when you kind of first really started getting into this space, when you when you said, yo, I really like that, like, that's hard, that's fine. What was really the, the response from everybody else? Like once you kind of really started focusing on this craft and really started, you know, positioning yourself to take off with it, how was everybody else kind of around you? Like, did they know you as kind of like a musical person? Did they know you as somebody who liked to write and things like that? And see, that was the tough part because they didn't. To everyone, I was really just like, Oh, that's Deuce. That's the one that played football, run track. You know what I'm saying? So, like, me trying to introduce myself to the world as someone new, they won't accept it. So it's like, nah, like, they, it's like they didn't want to see me as anything other than who they already thought I was. So, like, coming out with music, like, I was getting, like, two likes, two views, two shares. Like, no one was supporting it for real. And it hurt. But, like, I just had, I really just had to keep going for real. I feel like you just set up another question so perfectly. So I, I love what you said. Not love the fact that you had to go through that, but love, you know, the fact that you can be transparent about that. The fact that you can say that, you know, sometimes people put a title on us, people categorize us, people stereotype us as one thing or just a certain thing and really can't see anything else outside of that. Like some people really don't think, you know, when you step into a new lane or make yeah. yourself uncomfortable or step or do something that maybe somebody else might not have done, they look at you kind of weird, but especially if you're kind of good at it or if you got some potential with it too. So getting that response, you know, when people were kind of looking at you like, yo, like, what is he doing? Like, why is he, you know, doing all of that, doing all of this? Like, like you said, the two likes to starting off, not really no support, but you knew in your head, you had to keep going. That's, that's anybody could tell themselves, yo, I got to keep going. What would you, what do you really attribute that motivation to? What do you attribute that grind to? Was there anything that, you know, you kind of looked and was just like, yo, I want to do this. I don't really care what the outsiders are saying. I don't really care what the supporters are saying. I don't care about the grind and process. I'm going to make this happen produce. Mm, I got to look at more so just believing in myself and knowing, like, listening to the music, because I, I wouldn't I wouldn't tell myself, like, if I put out something that won't good, like, all right, this is good. Like, I felt like I listened to good music, so I knew, like, I'm not too far off. Like, this sounds good. And so my motivation, really, I just had a lot on my back. Like, I knew everyone was already looking at me to go, like, because I was, like, I think I was maybe, like, the first from my high school to go play college sports in, like, years, bro, like. So it was a big thing for me to even make it to college sports. So everyone was already looking like, oh, yeah, he going to make it big. He can go to the NFL, all that. So then me knowing at the moment, like, I really start picking up music, that the NFL wasn't my dream no more and I won't go make that. So now I'm looking like a failure. It's like, okay, I have to make it in something else. Because if I'm not going to do this, I can't have everyone seeing me as a failure now. So it's like, I have to still make it big. Like, big, making it big and something was still my motivation. So it was just like, right, if it's not football... I'm going to do music. And it's crazy that you say that, bro, just because a lot of times I feel like that we sometimes we lock in so heavily on something or we just love the idea of something or look even to 
know, the social media, like, I, I definitely echo a lot of what you said when it comes to football. You know, just thinking like, bro, it, you ain't really played football if at one point you wasn't looking at the league or ESPN or Sports Center or all of that. Like, yeah, that's going to be me. I'm going to be the not, I'm going to be a top 10 player. I'm going to be, you know, college football ain't nothing crazy. I'm doing this now. Like, but you know, it's another thing too when you start to get to high school, you start to get to college's level and things like that, and you realize the, the realism of things, just how realistic things are. You start getting some stats in front of your face, or you start seeing some people that's like 10 times your size at your same position, and you just like, bro, hold on. Or coaches start playing favorites or different things like that. But it's another thing when you don't let that dictate your reality, when you don't let that dictate your future, when you just say, okay, I, so I know some people, bro, or, I, or I've just been around some people, I've seen it happen, just me being from Philly, about, you know, some people so geared in on, on, on the league or on sports that the minute something don't work or the minute the injury happens, they just act like they don't have anything else. They just act like it's not other skills out here. It's not the majors. It's not other things that you can do. Yeah. And the same way with music. I know some people so locked in that like, you know, when they had a dry spells or when people is, is really just not hitting the same or the numbers ain't looking right, that you just forget about everything else. You forget about the grind. You forget about, you know, sometimes having to, to get a nine to five to support your hustle, to, to really do what you want to do to really make things happen. So I love the fact that, you know, you, you recognize that things happen, that adversity can come, that, you know, life just happens to people. But you didn't let that, you know, just take you away from life as a whole. You just said, OK, can't get right here. Let me get right here. Can't get right here. Let me get right there. You know, so I love I love the adjustment. I love the the fact that you're able to adapt in different situations like that. bro. I definitely think that is is crucial and it's important. So coming into, you know, coming into the game as you were kind of moving up, as you were in a sense, getting a, a, a bigger fan base, in a sense, getting noticed by more people. When would you say? Was your moment of realization? When did you kind of look at things? When did you kind of look at what you were doing and just be like, all right, people are starting to kind of rock with me. This is this is really something that I could take this to the next level. When did you really start getting in the lab with yourself and thinking of ways to diversify the content, thinking of ways to switch things up so that people, you know, are still getting deuce? It hit me that people were actually listening, which is crazy. It didn't happen until I got to ECU. So like I was I was already still I was writing for like three, two years before I even got to ECU. But then when I got here, you know, I'm still writing heavy. I'm, I got like notebooks full, got songs. I got ideas. I already had like the album title. Everything was already thought of. Like the years before, it was already like it was coming in. And everything just started falling into place. But like it didn't hit for real until I joined like the team talent show. Right. Once I did the team talent show, it, it was like I felt like that first little taste of like overnight success. Like I did the team talent show. They rock with it. I felt from the crowd like, okay, they rock with it. I won the team talent show. The next day, it was like, like hella people just coming up to me that I never met. Like, yo, I really fucked with that song. Like, that was good. Blah blah blah. My Instagram was going crazy. I mean, I, I posted on Twitter, got the most views I ever had on anything. I'm just like, oh shit, like I can really do this now. I can make this re a reality. So then I just got back into my room and started thinking, like, okay, how do I keep this going? How do I, how do I keep like, what you call it, like the momentum I had, right? So I just like, all right, I'm gonna do like small little freestyles every other, every other now and then. So I got with a friend, and I would do like little small freestyles where like I would low key put like a little clickbait on it, and I would like fall at the end of the video, but like had a video the like screen or the picture of me falling, so people would click on it, like I just nigga falling like, and they'll click on it, and but once they click on it, it's a whole video of me rapping. So like those start going. I start seeing those hit like five, six thousand views, start getting some famous rappers to like comment on it, like send me this. I'm like, oh, shit, like I'm I'm getting some traction for real. So I kept that going for a while. And by the time I pushed the, the actual mixtape and I had that ready, and just seeing like people actually supporting and listening and 
like even to this day, like it's a year after Nostalgia's been released and people still sending me like just videos and pictures of them still listening to it. Or like, like you know, at the end of the year, people post like they top listen albums, top listen songs. I had fans like sending me the pictures and the screenshots of my songs at the top of their list. And it's like, like it's people listening to me over all these mainstream artists. And it's like that just, that shit just really keep me going. Like, like I'm really here. Like the other day I was out at like a little powder puff football game and dude on the ox, he just on the ox, had his phone on shuffle. Boom, my song came on. Like that shit right there was just like, like, it was only like three seconds into the song and it won't even just me that noticed like that's my song. Everybody out there like, oh, like play that. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's how. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? They fucking with me. That shit is love, bro. Just to know like they really out here listening. They really out here fucking with me. Honestly, yeah. man, I wanna I wanna tell the folks too that he not that's not just, he not just talking, bro. That I, I feel the same way about, you know, the podcast when people tag me and stuff, when people, you know, wearing the merchandise, when people screenshot and they was listening to the episodes and telling me they was listening on the way to work or in the shower. I'm just like, damn, you could have, you could have picked anything else. Like you could have do anything on, you could have do the phone. I don't even mm-hmm. listen to my own podcast in the shower on the way to work. So I, I, so I already know what type of time you, you could have been on, but it's just like, you know, the fact that you, you know, really chose to tap in with me, really chose to, you know, show that love and different things like that, whether it was, you know, coincidental with the shuffle or whether it was just intentional however it's just love bro and it really just people don't realize how much that means to creatives just you know when you really truly show that support is one thing you know to social media things to just say things through text and everything like that but when you make that outright you know movement when you make that support that intentional and it's crazy it just makes you you want to go that much harder so i love bringing on artists just because i love the idea of creative processes i love the idea you know just how things come together so i kind of want to so something that i'm very interested in finding out from you so recently just saw a like a, a little, uh, not a little, but an interview with Adele. So she recently released her album, 30. Album was fine. I love it. Like she definitely, you know, was talking from the heart. It was real. So what I saw was that um, basically she told, she, she basically came out with, I don't know if it was an interview or just a statement that she had, but basically said that she feels as though people should not shuffle albums. That basically, you know, artists are very deliberate and intentional with how they organize things and how they, you know, put song after song. So literally she said this, Spotify picked up on it. They literally took the shuffle option off of her album on Spotify. So I was like, one, like, damn, like Adele got a lot of, you know, pull to just, you know, get Spotify or something like that. But two, it also just makes me think of like, that first that any everybody know that first listen, whether it be on Friday at midnight when they release the album, whether it be the next day on the way to work, whether it be, you know, when you really get some downtime to sit down and rock with it. But everybody know that first listen when you just let that thing go through, you like, wow, like this is really a masterpiece. So I really want to talk to you, you know, as an artist, as somebody who has put together mixtapes, as somebody who is going to put together more albums and different things like that. What is that, what is that process like really like? And and could you would you say that I saw you kind of nodding your head, but would you say that you agree with Adele's point that y'all are very, you know intentional with things and, and how y'all set things up but for me for you also too like why do you why do you do things how you do it like is there kind of like a rhyme or reason is it kind of just how you feeling off the vibe is it just unique to each project like what is it give us a little inside scoop about you and what's going on in your head so most definitely i do agree with it there when i first like realized like people actually listen to albums on shuffle i thought it was so bizarre like how do you do that because i know how intentional i am when i make my music when i put an album together like I'm intentional with the name of the songs, the order it's in, all of that. So like, cause I'm a storyteller. So like most of my songs is telling the story anyway. So the whole album is like a book, like different songs to different chapters. So I'm real intentional with that shit. So like, but my whole like overall process, it's different. Like making a song, 
it's like so different. It's no like one way fits all. I don't make every song the same. I don't take the same amount of time on each song. Some songs, yo, like I write the whole two verse, three three verse song, thirty minutes. If it's flowing like that, it's just flowing like that. Then sometimes it's like I won't finish a song. It take me a year to finish a song. Like I write the first verse, forget about it. Whole year later, I'm just going through the vault, find the sun, and boom, it pop up, and I'm like, mm, I could finish this, and I'll finish it right in there in like two minutes. So like, really, I never know, and so I don't, I never try to force my songs because my songs really coming from my true experience and stuff, and I be realizing like, sometimes I can't write a song if I didn't experience nothing. Like sometimes, like Cole said in one of his songs, like you got to step away and do some living before you can come back and just, cause what you writing about, like. If I'm writing about the same thing over and over again, I ain't doing no living. I ain't got no experiences. I ain't learned nothing new. I got to step away, come back to it. And then it's like, I'm in school at that point, And I I seen somebody say a quote that I really thought was crazy. Like, it said, like, creativity and art, it's nothing but intelligence having fun. So that's why I'm real big on, like, school, because it, it turns over into my music. Like, I'm just taking intelligence. And I'm having fun with it. I'm taking my experiences. I'm having fun with it. Just putting it in the music and you feel me just sharing that. But I'm real transparent. It's crazy. I'm real transparent. Yeah, nah, I, I definitely like I like the point that you made too about well, one, I think it's bizarre too, especially on the first listen. Like I think you just gotta let that thing ride. But I mean, obviously we come to certain albums or certain projects where you know you just got certain things you want to hit or want to listen to, but you gotta just let that thing spend one time. One, because something that I always like is very small, but I love how the transition from the end of the song to the start of the new one, that's like a beautiful thing to me, bro. Whether it be a voiceover, whether it be a song, whether it be a beat, like it could, bro, I love music to the point where that's what I'm listening for. I'm listening for who on that flute, who on that guitar in the back, who playing that organ or that piano bro I, I love stuff like that but okay so another point that you made was basically just you know how there's no right or wrong way i love that i love that because that that can just extend beyond just you know creativity that can just that that can be with anything with business with a job with with life with how you approach different things like that so okay so knowing that is really no right or wrong way knowing that you know this process comes with ups and downs trials and tribulations what is something that now okay here you are six to seven years later almost like here we are in the midst of a pandemic, depending on, you know, where you are and how you kind of categorize it. Here we are, you know, getting prepared for a new year and everything like that. What is something that just looking back, even looking forward, even looking current, what is something that you're you're really most proud of? Whether it was just a defining moment for you, whether it was just a moment of realization, whether it was winning that talent show, you know, and really, you know, waking up the next day and people really noticing you. What is something that you look back now and you're like, damn, like as, as dudes, like I did that, bro. Like I'm, I'm proud of that. I will take that to the grave. I'm going to be real transparent because like, I really believe like like true transparency, just giving people real experiences and real things you went through, they can learn from that, it can help people, it can really bring people up. And that's why that's what I do music for and everything for in the first place, right? So like you were saying, it's no right or wrong way. And that's the biggest thing I had to learn. Because if you, you look at it like this, I was teaching somebody this the other day. People be trying to follow the same path and try to follow like the same blueprint to making it whichever whatever they trying to do they trying to follow a blueprint that's already given but once you knocked off that blueprint if you still trying to follow that blueprint your path is already different you already got knocked off so like if you don't realize that and find you a different way to make it like it's gonna be real hard for you to be trying to follow a path that you already got knocked off so 
I got knocked off my path early. So first year of college, won't it. GPA, won't there. You feel me? Realized football won't it. Damn near dropped out, literally. Put it like that, dropped out. Summer went by. First semester came around. I still ain't in school yet. I don't know what I want to do. I'm having troubles at home. I ain't really, like, connecting with my family the way I should have. And I was acting out in a sense, like, just mad at the world. Like, shit ain't going right for me. So I said, fuck it. Like, I ain't know what to do. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to just leave home. Literally, bro. Like, no cap. Got my bike, one bag, just drove, like, rode my bike three hours to the next city. Like, I'm going to make it somehow, right? So I'm telling myself, I, I want to do music, but I need to get somewhere where I can really push my music. That's the, the real reason I came to college, because I knew college is just like, it's a breeding ground for network. It's people from all over at this college. You push your music to them, they go all out, everyone doing businesses, like, that's networking. They can push your shit all type of ways. So like, I got to get to college, but I'm homeless at this point. I don't got no job, none of that shit. So I'm like, all right, what do I do? I get to the next city first night. I ain't like, I ain't had nowhere to sleep the first night. I go over to the community college. So I'm like, when I wake up in the morning, I'm already be at the community college. I'm gonna go in and I'm enroll the next morning. So I sleep outside the front door, community college, first day. Sleep out there, wake up in the morning. I enroll in the school. They're like, you'll start. Cause I, it was already fall semester had started. So he was like, I can't get you started until like the mini semester. So I would miss the first half of the fall semester. So I was like, All right. and I drove away from there. I, like, I need a job, went to cookout. I had worked at cookout when I was in high school. Got me a job at cookout. So for like three, four months, bro, I'm homeless. Like I don't got nothing but my bike, that one bag. I'm just going to school, working at cookout every day. And like, you know, cookout be open to like three, four in the morning. So I'm putting in like 16, 12 hours a day, still doing my schoolwork, homeless. I mean, I ain't, I ain't had nowhere else to go. So why would I leave cookout? Like I'm sleeping out, I'm sleeping outside for the most part, talking, slapping the watermelon truck for a few months. It was nice, bro. Like. If the truck won't air, it's raining outside, I'm in Walmart. Like, I'm sleeping in Walmart. Or, like, before I got me a laptop, that's how I was doing my work. You know how Walmart got, like, the, the laptops on display? I'm going in there when Walmart was still 24 hours. I'm getting in front of the laptop doing my work. So, like, I'm a big person on, like, excuses. I, I don't want to hear that shit because, like, bro, the type of shit I've been through, like, it's no excuses for no one. Like, if you really want something, you really want to do something, you're going to put your mind to it. You're going to stop bullshitting. You're just going to do it. So I had to go through all of that, bro. And then just at the end of that, bust out a 4.0 at the community college, set my mind on ECU. Like, I didn't even look at no other school. And I don't need to this day, I don't know why I told myself ECU, but it was just like, ECU. I'm going to go to ECU, and that's it. Everybody at the college like, oh, what's your 4.0? UNC will take you. Such and such will take you. I just told myself, nah. I'm going to ECU. You know what I'm saying? Like, something right about ECU. I just did it. I made it happen. And, like, when I look back on it now, it's just like, I really did that shit. And it's still crazy because, like, I can't see my – I can – if I had to, I know I would go back to it. But it's like, I can't really see it and just realize, like, bro, you was really out there, like, sleeping in Walmart. Like, that's some wild shit. Crazy, bro, because when you was kind of, as you were kind of recalling that story, I started to remember, I believe in one of your posts, you kind of got transparent about that, you know, about being homeless and about, you know, really making things happen. But, you know, the fact that you can share that on my platform um, and everything like that, and for my IG Live folks and then for everything like that, one, I, I just thank you for that. I appreciate you for that because it's not, 
know, it's not always easy to reflect on things like that. Even if you make it out of certain things, they can still be, you know, traumatic experiences, just things for you. But for two, I love the idea about the no excuses. I'm big on that. You know, I'm big on that. The same way that your life can be going well, the same way that everything can, you know, be copacetic and, and, and you'll be good. You could be one decision, one wrong decision or one missed paycheck or, you know, one day off of work from homelessness or from sleeping in Walmart or from looking for, you know, somewhere to figure things out or going to a community college or whatever the case may be. So I respect that a lot, bro. And I definitely even that that humbled me a lot just because, you know, I, I knew the background a little bit. I've, I've listened to the project for sure. But, you know, just hearing that, you know, being face to face with that, I, damn, that, that's a lot. You know, as somebody who I never really lived a life where I had to worry about, you know, clothes on my back or food on the table or, you know, a bed to sleep in and everything like that. To hear somebody in my same position, to hear somebody elevating just the same way and showing love after, you know, going through all of that. It just goes to show you just, you know, how God works, how life can be, but how, you know, just as a person, like, just as a human being, just how you can be, bro, just, you know, you can, it, it can always be worse. Like, I know a lot of people kind of have a love-hate relationship with that saying, but you also have to think of, you know, how people are going through worse things, have went through worse things, and, you know, they still walk around with a smile on their face. They still walk around trying to spread love. They still walk around trying to kind of impact others and put others in a better situation so that they don't have to repeat what they had to do. And in a sense, bro, technically speaking, you don't have to do that. You know, you you just have to live your life. You're responsible for you and you only. But the fact that, you know, you want other people to not have to take that same path, not have to go through the L's and, and do some of the things that you had to do. But the fact that you did everything, bro, you know, that's still your mindset that that speaks a lot to your character and just who you are as a person. So I'm definitely very humble to hear that. And I definitely send a lot of love to you for that. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, just once you so, you know, thinking about the journey, thinking about getting to ECU, thinking about, you know, really tapping in with your craft and everything like that. What would you, as you reflect now, as you've kind of spent some time there and as you've kind of, you know, furthered your career into different spaces, whether creative, organizational, leadership-wise and everything like that, what would you really attribute to ECU? Has ECU really done anything to you? Has that kind of opened your eyes to anything? Have you developed any realizations as a result of kind of being able to settle in here and really make things happen? ECU did a lot for me. And I'm I'm gonna give I'm giving all the credit to just the people, bro. It's the people at ECU. It's my, it's the students, my peers, my professors, like the professional staff. It's everyone. It's like every day I wake up with the mindset like it's so many doors just waiting to be open, and really all you got to do is talk to talk to someone new. So like I get up every day, and my goal for the day is to talk to one person new every day. Like I don't care. Every day I'm gonna I'm gonna open a conversation with somebody I never spoke before, and just like meeting people, having conversations relationships bro like that's key i really believe it's who you know way over what you know and just the people at ecu like the way they embrace me off of the music people that know me outside of music through like jobs i worked at ecu you know i did ra position i did the orientation assistant position i did a lot at ecu i'm getting ready to do like the navigator shit like i'm even to the point where now like i told you i only came into college to push my music now here i am with like job opportunities and like the realization that, bro, like I could get my master's and probably go off to get my doctor's when like three years ago, this won't even like thought of, you know what I'm saying? Like in high school, won't even thought of like, I can actually graduate from college. Like, bro, I never walked a stage in my life. I never walked a graduation stage in my life. Like got in trouble middle school, couldn't walk. Got in trouble high school, couldn't walk. My mom has never seen me walk. And now here I am with like a 3.8 GPA and my mom about to see me walk. You know what I'm saying? So like, ECU did a lot for me, bro. Like, I know it changed the way my mom viewed me. It changed the way my family viewed me. 
even like my high school teachers, middle school teachers, when my mom go back and brag, you know, my mom gonna do that because she like my biggest fan. She gonna go back like, yeah, 3.8, Mr. ECU. So she calling me that, telling everybody stuff like that. Yeah. And then just hearing that when they see me, it's like, I'm a whole new person. Like it changed the way people view me. I know I get a whole lot of respect at ECU from everyone. So like, it's really doing a lot for me, opening hella doors, bro. It's amazing, bro. And it's, it, it really, that just that answer alone just makes me think about experience, perspective. Just, you know, how, how I went to school with a lot of people who would, would, would agree to that same sentiment, who, you know, ECU did numbers for them. They, they really just took them from, from here, put them up here, you know. So, but I've also went to school with people who feel like ECU is the worst thing to ever happen to them, you know, left or went to another school or felt like, you know, they should have did the HBCU route or, you know, whatever, whatever. But me personally speaking, like, I, I echo a lot of what you said. I love my experience at ECU. It was my third choice. I didn't want to go there, essentially. Like, I didn't know where I was getting into. I was the only person really who knew one other person at ECU. Ironically, somebody from my high school went to ECU. But um, coming from Philly, you know, just being out of state, just knowing my sister was in NC, but just really being here, it was a matter of, I just got to take advantage of, of this opportunity, bro. I don't know when, you know, I, I don't know what's going to be placed in front of me. Like you said, you came with a specific mission, with a specific goal, with your mindset on one thing. But, you know, as you started to maybe go to a meeting here or go here or, or see a sign here, or get an email here, you started to explore a little bit. You started to take advantage of different things. And that's really I feel like that's what is the difference between maybe people who loved it, maybe people who hate it. Maybe you just did, you know, find your real lane there, find your real passion, find what really suited you. Maybe you maybe you you had to switch a major. Maybe you had to, you know, transfer, maybe some take a summer course or, you know, stay extra semester or different things like that. But at the end of the day, like, you know, I, I love my experience at ECU one a lot of times because of the people. I tell people all the time that I feel like Greenville, North Carolina just wouldn't be anything without East Carolina University. Like you you take away that university, you take away a lot of Greenville. Like you take away, you know, a, a, a lot of what they had going on, a lot of what's there, a lot of the money that's been put there. Because when I came back from homecoming, it looked totally different to me. Like I'm just like, damn, like the construction done, the we get a new student center. I hear they charging for venues now. I'm, I'm just like, oh, EC, yo. This wasn't like the, you know, this wasn't the, the, the vibe and the mode when I was there. So it, it's crazy just to be able to to see that evolution, to see that, you know, that transformation. But it also, too, it's indicative of, of, of who you are, of your experience. You know, if you if you come in just so set on something, just not trying to be social, just not really trying to make your make yourself uncomfortable a little bit. I had to be OK with that. bro. I had to be OK with being the president of the largest minority organization while Donald Trump was president. I had to be OK with, you know, making a statement on behalf of the band, when fans wanted to spit at them and throw bottles at them and, and, and do things like that, I had to be okay with, you know, leading a protest and people on Yik Yak calling us all types of racial slurs and just different things like that. It's just certain things that, you know, are built for certain people. So no, I'm not saying that everybody had to kind of mimic or imitate what we did, but you know, in some capacity, in some sense, maybe you just didn't find what really was for you. Maybe you just didn't lock in how you could have really locked in. Maybe you really came to just do your music and maybe you just stuck on music. Maybe you didn't open the blinders a little bit because for me hearing it, you came in like this, but you were quickly like that. You know, you feel me? So it's just one of the things of like, and I hope nobody screenshot that. They'd be on here screenshot me, bro. They'd be going crazy, but nah. So, um, but, but, but I really like that, bro. You know, the fact that you can just have an open mind to things and, and, and look at what it's done for you. Like you said, the 3.8, like you said, the mom popping, popping it, how she should pop it, man. For the biggest fan, as she should for sure. Mr. ECU, man, I love that. So I love every bit of that, man. So, you know, for, just thinking about all my creatives out there, just thinking about people, you know, trying to get into the space, just thinking about people in the space, just thinking about people maybe even further along in the space at different areas, whether it be the production side, whether it be, you know, just that the musical aspect, the songwriting aspect, whatever it may be. Do you have 
a preference when it comes to your process, when it comes to anything you do? Like, do you, like, I know some people just like going to the studio. I talk to some people who just like to write, who just like to freestyle. I talk to some people who love the production side of things, who love videos, who love all the visuals and different things like that. Is there anything about really what you do as a rapper, as, a, as an artist, as a creative that, that really sticks out to you that you really love to do? To me, my favorite, I, I like lyrics over everything. So, you know, I love writing. I don't freestyle though. I don't freestyle. I I I can, but I never think it's really that good because I know how good I am when I write. So I don't freestyle. I write all my lyrics. I don't like to practice in front of people. I don't like to. I don't like too many people in the booth. Like when I'm when I'm in the studio and I'm rapping, I can't have three four people in the booth. You know, rappers be going to the studio like, yo, come to the studio with me. Come to the studio. They bring like four or five niggas. They getting drunk in the studio. It's none of that. That's my alone time. That's my it's my happy place, you know what I'm saying? Like that's when I can let go. Like that's like therapy for me, cause I, it's like real shit I went through. And sometimes I get real transparent in the booth. I don't want you in there hearing that, especially if I'm not about to release that song. Cause like sometimes I just, I just write about something that's real deep to me, and just I never release that song. It's just I go back and hear it and listen to it when I'm going through something. And just and that's just for me. Sometimes it really just be therapy. Like I know I'm not finna release this song, cause I feel like it's too transparent. It may be too deep, but sometimes I go back and be like, you no. Know I'm gonna release this song because I feel like somebody gonna somebody gonna hear this and get something from this. They gonna gain something from this. They can grow from this. I'm gonna release it. But most, yeah, like that's that's literally it to me. Like I'm real closed off with it because like I'm so transparent with my music. I remember having conversations with like some friends about like before I dropped nostalgic. Like yo, like should I drop this? Like people gonna judge me. Like I'm putting myself out there. Like I I put some shit in nostalgic. Like like yo, like. Some people might see some of that like, oh, you're a terrible person, but like, it was just real shit that happened to me, so just had to put it out there. I had to run it back. Now I gotta, I gotta read through fine print a little bit, you know. So hey, don't be trying, don't be trying to incriminate my man or nothing like that. But nah. So I, I love the point that you made. This actually kind of made me uh, remember a thought that I had earlier, and I kind of lost it. So you were basically talking about transparency and just putting certain things in your music about what you're going through. And you even spoke earlier about, you know, how at some point you felt like you couldn't really write, you weren't really experiencing anything, you weren't really going through anything. So that made me immediately think about something I saw maybe like a week or so ago with Tank. He actually mentioned it was well, it was really started with the uh, the Danny Lee and the baby situation, but he had kind of converted to Summer Walker. He was just basically like Danny Lee needs to do what Summer Walker did, and basically you see how she took her album, put her pain in it, put her real life experiences in it, put her put her all of that in it, and look at how you know people were resonating with it. Look at how her sales were going crazy. Now, granted, she doubled back with the tattoo. City Boy's up by a landslide right now, so. Shout out to Larry, but nah, so, but I, I like that. I, but he was, Tank was basically saying that Danny Lee needs to now do that. You know, like stop trying to make music to either offend people, stop trying to talk about things that maybe you didn't go through or stop trying to make up things or be unrealistic. He said your best, he said some of your best music, some of your best, you know, some of that, just your your most creative content will be from things that you're going through. And honestly, like you look at the J. Coles, you look at the Eminem's, you look at the Wayne's, you look at the, the Jay-Z's, you look at the Nas's, like lyricists, like people who really, you know, a lot of times, like, yes, they definitely do talk about some, some crazy stuff, but a lot of times they're talking about their direct life, like what they were going through, like just different situations, like just literally can role play a whole story for you in a song. And it's just like, wow, like. But then you listen to other artists, and I mean, it's nothing wrong with the mumble rap, the, 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 just the drill to go get it, but it's just like, they seen the same stuff, you know, over and over again, the chains, the girls, the, the money, the weed, all of that, bro, and it's just like, damn, like, well, if you really, you know, I, I really resonate with the people who talk, now, granted, I can't relate to everything J. Cole gonna say, or Jay-Z gonna say, or Nas gonna say, but or Rick Ross, for another example, but you, you look back at some of that stuff, like, 
damn, yo, they really speak from the heart. That, that's really that pain. You know, that's really that, like, yo, you hear certain songs, you like, yo, especially NBA Youngboy, another one, yo, he be talking pain. Like, it's something I, I feel bad. Like, I, I, it used to be bad. Like, I used to laugh at some of the stuff. He said, like, damn, like, said, I just, I just want to be loved. Like, I used to just laugh at stuff like that. But it's, it's like you thinking, like, and bro, he for real, yo. That's 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 really, you know, he in the booth, like that's that's what's coming to his head, that's what's coming to his mind. So it just it's so cool just to hear, you know, an artist can really tell you a lot about their life, their story, through their music, through their passion. But it's also cool that you know people get in the booth and are transparent like that. Y'all don't have to do that. Y'all could really get in there, mumble it out, drill it out, lie it out, like cap it out, as they say, like whatever you want to do. But the fact that you know you're really breaking it down with us, crazy. So that kind of just makes me think too, is there anything that you feel like you know? Is there any message that you want to share with, with with fellow artists, with people who are thinking about in that space, with people who may be in the entertainment industry as a whole, but not maybe an artist? Is there any kind of message that you want to leave? Maybe some motivation that kind of helped you or maybe just something that you're thinking about, maybe the time that we're in or anything like that. Or even I would say like somebody kind of walks up to you. Hey, Deuce, like I really love what you do. I've really been following you for a minute. Like listen to the project, love everything that you're doing. I'm actually an aspiring rapper myself. Like do you kind of have any, you know, Words of wisdom, words of advice. I haven't really been getting that much support lately, but I really love what I do. You're a big inspiration to me. How would you kind of reply to something like that? Off the rip, I tell them like, yo, off like first, you gotta follow your heart and you gotta believe in yourself. Like when I say follow your heart, I mean like follow your heart, stay true to yourself when you're writing your music, when you're pushing it, all of that. Like never jump off track just because like it's moving slow or you want that fast traction, you want you want to hit mainstream. Don't chase mainstream, bro. Like, build you a solid fan base. Because if you ain't got no foundation, that shit is crashing. Like, you trying to chase the mainstream shit. Once you drop that, you got to keep pushing that. And the moment you switch, they going to turn on you. You know what I'm saying? Because you introduce yourself as a song instead of a person. You can't stay a song forever. But who you are, you're going to stay that person forever. You introduce yourself as a person, they going to fall in love with you as an artist. So it don't matter what you put out, they going to they gonna remain listening. Because they just want to listen to what you put out as an artist. Forget the type of song it is. You know what I'm saying? So stay true to yourself. That's how you build a foundation. That's how you stay in this shit long. What else I was saying? Stay true to yourself. Believe in yourself. All that shit. Like, just keep pushing your music. Like, when it's not going, just push it, push it, push it. Because nobody will know that, like, you the one or however however great. Because, like, when you an artist, you know deep down, like, yo, I'm him, like, I write this shit, like, my shit is good, like, I'm gonna be great. Nobody gonna know but you if you ain't telling them, so you gotta put it in their face, and you gotta, you just gotta push it, because, like, you look at music, like, even if you feel like this is really not a good song, it's out there, because that motherfucker pushed that shit, and he believed in himself. Just push it. Somebody gonna hear it. Somebody gonna listen. I was about to end the IG live, the interview. He just he dropped too many gems, man. Y'all gotta y'all y'all gonna have to start paying for this. Like I might have dropped the cash app or something. Come on, man. But nah, bro, that's that's real, bro. It's it, it makes me think a lot about how I carry myself when it comes to this podcast and just think about different things. Like, bro, I feel like you know from the outside looking in, like people will never know what stage the podcast is at because I'm gonna go just as hard if we up and people placing orders, and I'm gonna go just as hard as if I'm down and and not really getting any orders this week or the episode's not getting a lot of plays. I just love what I do, but I'm also, bro, it's not nothing you're going to tell me about down the business that I'm not going to rectify. I'm not going to make sure it's straight. I'm not going to make sure it's good. I always want feedback. I love the constructive criticism. I love the first thing I tell people like as a joke when I first introduced my podcast to them is, yo, tell me you hate it. You know, tell me like, 
tell me you don't like it. Like, it's, it, and I'm joking in a sense, but I'm, I'm also kind of serious because it's just like, yo, if you find something that you know you don't like, or if you find something that is a little weird to you, tell me, bro. It's, it's love to hear, you know, the compliments, the love that I'm spreading, the, the impact, the people that are doing that. I can, bro, I can do that in my sleep. I can talk to you for, for another two hours if I wanted to, bro. That's just me. I'm just a good, you know. I love being personable with people. I love getting into that. But, you know, if I can be better, if I can hone in, if I can use this time more valuably to, to, to make it happen to impact, tell me that. I just had a whole idea get sent to me today for my 100th episode that I wasn't even thinking about. But now that I got it in my head, we're about to corral it and make it happen. But I need things like that. I need people to feel like they're just involved in the podcast as I am. All I do is just corral everything. I'm not I'm not about to let you edit. I'm not about to let you set up my, nah, I can't do none of that. But you can do, you know, you can tell me how to get better, bro. Cause you, you could tell me what I need to do. Maybe you didn't like the way I asked. Maybe you want me to ask certain questions. Maybe you want me to get into certain things. Maybe I should go IG live more. Maybe I should go IG live less. Maybe the YouTube needs a little bit more interaction, something just, you know, give me something to work with. If I, if I just went off myself, yeah, I'm gonna go hard because, you know, I feel like I need to get better. I'm always diversifying things, but it's, it's easier to diversify things when you get feedback versus when it's just you. I could, I could sit here all day with this paper and write all these ideas on here and just things that I want to do. But at the end of the day, if, if, if these are just my ideas, if these are just things that I'm thinking that I'm getting better with, where's the other feedback? But what if what if other people start hitting? Oh, well, now I got pages and pages and pages, you know, stuff to pull from, stuff to relate from and things like that. So people don't realize that how sometimes like you may think you're being offensive. You may think, you know, you overstepping the boundary or a line. But if one, if an artist or if a creative, one, if they put themselves out there to be critiqued, it's because they want to be critiqued. Two, if they ask you for critiques, Give it to them. Don't take that lightly. You know, that's your one time to really, you know, be quick to to spit our opinions under the shade room post and the complex post, or be quick to do this on Twitter or this or, or that on Twitter with people who are never going to see it, with people who could care less. So why not do it for the people who could be placed in these same positions? We quick, we comment, and everybody had a, a soliloquy or everybody wanted to get on a soapbox when it came to the baby, when it came to Dave Chappelle, when it came to COVID, when it came to Donald Trump, when it came to Joe Biden, when it came to these loans, these gas prices. Everybody got an opinion about that. But what about the opinions for your friends who are asking for it? Joe Biden don't care about your opinion. Donald Trump don't care about your opinion. The baby, the baby <laughs> don't care about your opinion. You making him more money, so keep giving your opinion. He probably do like it a little bit. You making him some good. But at the same time, when you got friends, when you got people who are actively trying to get better, when you got people who are actively trying to improve their craft and hone in, come on, tap in with these folks, man. So it's just, it's just, a, it's just a matter of that, man. That you got to understand the dynamic of things. You got to understand that when people put themselves. In positions and recognize, hey, I'm not perfect. Hey, there's more to this than, than where I'm at. I recognize that I'm not where I was five to six years ago. I'm not the same deuce that I was when I was at community college. I'm not the same deuce when I was trying to figure out where to sleep and just different things like that. You got to recognize that when, when you recognize that, other people got to do the same. The purpose of this podcast, the purpose of this you being a creative, it's a journey. It's, it's letting you know that I'm not the same person who I was yesterday or last week, or I can get better, or I can fall back, or things happen. I want to be as transparent as possible with these folks. That's why. I let people know that, like, yo, it's not all smooth. The grass ain't always greener when I when I hit stop recording. The grass ain't always greener when I'm editing. When I wake up, I was supposed to drop an episode four days ago. I just dropped it yesterday. Like, I, I, I've been I've been bullish. Like, come on, Robin, for crash. I'm life happens, you know. But they, but people just think that you know because I'm dropping, because I'm doing giveaways, because I'm IG live, because you know I'm up here that everything is just cool. No, I'm struggling. I'm struggling, bro. Like, you know, it happens. I want y'all to understand that because I want y'all to know that, yo. The, the baby, Drake, Gordon Ramsay, whoever you want to talk to, Regis Philbin, Steve Harvey, like all these people, they struggle, bro. Like they they have life just the same. But at the same time, when they were struggling, they had people in their corner like, 
either going to help them up or, yo, you struggling. Like, yo, let's get right. Let's figure this out. Let's do that. Let's do that. But if y'all not checking these folks, if y'all not helping them, how are we supposed to know? So I'm going to get off my little my little soapbox or whatever. That's just, you know, that's just how I be feeling sometimes, man. But, you know, for for the people out there, you know, for the people who are going to tap in with us, for the people who are going to tap in with us, do you feel like there's anything we haven't touched today? Do you feel like there's anything, you know, that they that you want people to know about Deuce? Do you feel like there's anything that, can you even give us a, I don't want to spoil nothing or give away too much, but can you give us, you know, even a little teaser? What can the people look forward to or anything like that? Just a little bit of last words before we get into the social media and stuff like that. I tell y'all for sure that I am working on another tape and I, I wanted push before I graduate from ECU. I'm titling it Views from the Porch, right? That's the most I can give you. I don't even have a date yet myself. Next tape, you, Views from the you Porch. Gradu- you know? graduated in May? You said to graduate in May? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so yeah. It got to come before May, y'all. So we, so we on the lookout, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So nah, bro. I know. Like I said, I definitely do. One, I appreciate um, the fact that you were so enthusiastic to be a part of this, the fact that you were ready, bro. I appreciate you know, everything that you were doing, everything that I, I, I was able to see that you were doing, but I know you're doing a lot behind the scenes. But one, two, bro, I appreciate the transparency. I appreciate, you know, you coming on here and you're really giving us the real. You're really breaking it down. You're really giving us the transition. I feel like you definitely walked us on a journey today. You really talked about, you know, where you were, where you came from, where you had to go where you are now so I, I love every bit of that bro and i'm definitely you know sending nothing but love light blessings all to you bro i'm tapped in with you i want my people talking with you but we definitely gonna make sure to keep going bro it's you know it, like you said you're a storyteller you're not just something that creativity and everything keep that keep going with that bro and you you, you literally are in a lane Stay in your lane, bro. Like you, you, you got the vision. You know what it is. Don't let people. You know you don't already have people try to shape shift you or make you something here or put you here. You know you stay constant. You don't already have tunnel vision, but you also knew when it was time to you know open up the blinders a little bit and let some more things in, bro. So just you know keep being keep being that person. So before we officially close out, before we wrap things up, can you just you know give everybody your social media and let us know that if we want to tap in with you, where can we um where can we find you at? Follow me on IG, Deuce 2.0, on my Twitter, underscore Deuce2Real. That's really the two social medias I use right there, but like my my tape right now, Nostalgic and Self-Portraits on Apple Music, Spotify, any streaming platform you use, it's up there. YouTube, SoundCloud, Audio Mac, all the free shit, the paid shit, all of it. It's up there, man. All right, man. You say a little bit of everywhere. So I'm gonna make I'm gonna make sure we drop all the contact info form. I'm gonna definitely make sure that you know we get everybody tapped in with them. But for me to you, bro, it's all love. I appreciate everything love, that you're doing. I appreciate you tapping in with me the day before sure. Thanksgiving when people is with their families, people is traveling. I mean, got the fam in the background. I know they back there cooking too. I know it's getting crazy, man. So I already know how it's about to go down tomorrow, man. So nah, but nah, happy holidays to you, to the family, to all the listeners, man, to, to everybody out there. To the live. I, I appreciate the support, man. I can't say it enough. Man. I appreciate it. You know, y'all make me want to go harder. Y'all make Deuce want to go harder. Y'all make this just that much more easier to create and to make it happen. So, man, to everybody out there, this has been another episode of the Down to Business Podcast. Here with Tamar Turner. I love, man. <laughs>